It's time to get it, and you know how we get it. Americano! The podcast about all things business and personal growth with your host, Eric Vonheim. Today, I would like to welcome Herschel Drums Abram to the show. How are you doing, Herschel? I am fabulous. It's a beautiful day, and uh, we are in the land of the living, my man. Absolutely. In fact, where, where are you uh, calling in from today? I am calling in from uh, La Jolla, California. It's, uh, it, it's a little overcast, but, you know, it's still beautiful like it is over where you are. Absolutely. We are certainly blessed, my friend. Uh, so what I wanted to do is, is sort of get you on the call here today to sort of dive into some things that I've been very observant to. And, you know, I'm following you on social media and I've just I've gravitated towards your content. And I'm certainly a little bit of background here for our listeners. Um, I, I first had a, a, a great a chance to meet you, the unique experience to actually meet you, but also hear you play uh, your drum uh, and your and your sort of gifts around the the musical side of things, which we're going to dive into today. And I was just awestruck <laughs> by your creativity and the energy that you brought. And then uh, when I got a chance to kind of see that on um, on social media and see how you sort of move through life, I was even more impressed because you know even you know you got the music, but you also have this other other side of you around just personal growth and spreading positivity and love and putting so much good energy out there. And I just sort of gravitate towards it. And I think it's definitely needed nowadays more than ever. And then you yes, have sir. this real rich um, giving thing that you do. I constantly see you out there helping those in need. And so I appreciate you being with us today. And I just wanted to dive into some of those topics. So with that said, Maybe you can share with uh, with our listeners a little bit of background, like who is Herschel? Yes, well, thank you first for having me. Um, I always see your your podcast and try and catch it when I can, and um, you're always full of light and positive energy, which it coincides with what I'm about as well. So, who is Herschel? Well, I, you know, I am a person. Just I'm a lover of music. I think that's the mm-hmm. easiest way to explain it uh, for me. Growing up in uh, in a church setting as a church musician, I really got my roots there. I watched my brother uh, play drums as, as a child, and uh, that motivated me to want to figure out and wrap my mind around the world of drums. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it just res- it always resonated with people. You know, like, I play piano too, but, like, you know, drums just has a whole life of its own. And so I grew up playing in the church and then, you know, as I grew up, I just got into the production side of things and mm-hmm. songwriting and, and things like that. And uh, I was able to uh, do some studio work and actually get uh, my songs licensed with NBC Universal uh, for a lot of their television shows. Okay. So doing that for quite a few years. Uh, was a huge blessing and and great doors open from that and obviously the gigging and stuff that came along with it but you know it's been a journey it's been a fun journey because music is that universal language that just takes you all over the world yeah and it certainly brings people together right i'm sure that i mean if you and i'm sure you've traveled extensively it's just one of those things it's like food right food music these bring people together oh yeah yeah it's funny because you know um you know, traveling to different countries, like, you know, well, I'm actually leaving on Thursday uh, for a gig in uh, Cancun over the weekend. Uh, but it, it's funny when, you know, you're playing music even in other languages, it mm-hmm. still unifies people. We're just all one. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing to see how music just penetrates the mind and soul and spirit. 
Wow, I 100% agree. Who were some of your, um, you know, musical icons that you tended to gravitate towards when you were growing up that sort of inspired you? Or, or was there that was there that aha moment that you encountered when you were young where you said, ah, I want to do that? What was that moment for you? Well, I think that, you know, I grew up in a very strict home. My parents didn't let me listen to the radio, but there were a few artists that I was able to sneak in the house. And one of those people was Stevie Wonder. He was uh, uh, a bright light. And as a pianist, being that I I do still play piano, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he just really resonated with me. Um, You know, the spirit on what he stood for and then what he was able to manifest on stage and how Mm -hmm. he was able to just capture people's soul and spirit and get people engaged and feeling the love. And so he was a huge uh, instrumental role in, in who I, you know, wanted to be. I also, you know, have a lot of family that are musicians that play for a lot of top 40 artists. They were great inspirations for me as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, on a, on a bigger scale for performing-wise, NJ's music, um, you know, I mean, who wasn't impressed oh, yeah. uh, with the sounds of MJ? And, you know, vocal vocalist-wise, um you know, Celine Dion, you yes. know, is, is a huge inspiration to me. She, she's a perfectionist vocally. Whitney Houston, uh, soulful experience, uh, takes me back to those gospel roots. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a, a few of those people really, really kind of penetrated to my heart and really got me going and excited about this business. Yeah, all of those are just incredible artists. I, I often, um, I'm a big uh, sort of 80s genre. I mean, I love that decade. I love the 90s. And I feel like those two decades were just filled with such incredible talent. The music, oh, the, yeah. the variety, the uniqueness. It's a, it, was, it was a time in which all the music put out had to be different. Nobody wanted to sound like each other, right? And so you just got these masterpieces that were put out there. You remember Sweet Dreams, Annie Lennox? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> now that now was I'm a, playing it in my head right now. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's, it's like it got me going. I left so much, like, so much inspiration out there. And that's the beauty is all these artists, we're all expressing ourselves and we're mm. all gleaming off of one another. Each, each of us have a light and we're all just gleaming off of each other's light. And, and when I met you at Allie's party, uh, you know, it was such a beautiful experience and just had just a close net people around and, and, you know, it was just great and positive. And, and I remember you and your whole team were there celebrating mm-hmm. and having fun. And, and we, it, I just saw nothing but smiles. And so it was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, no, uh, the feeling is mutual. And I mean, I think that's what really has brought us uh, to this point in time. And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting how the universe works and it just tends, you know, great people tend to gravitate towards one another. And then, you know, what's interesting sometimes is that you you put that energy out there that evening, right? And somebody yeah. like myself and others gravitated towards you and they walked away with such a great feeling. And and that's the type of activity that really sets the tone in people's lives, right? Is when we put good stuff out there, people are paying attention even when we're, they don't we don't think that they are. And they're looking for clues and they're looking for norms. And so when we show that leadership, right, and we put that out there, I, I just have a, a feeling that it replicates itself and it manifests itself in different ways. I totally agree. I mean, I like to think of myself as a, as a, as a mood director. And no matter what we like specialize that. in, uh, our, our specialty is specializing in relationships. 
we all have to manage relationships at the end of the day, whether you're a musician or you're a doctor. We have to manage relationships and know how to uh, communicate effectively amongst different types of people. And I think that in the setting of uh, celebrating and enjoying ourselves, um, it's it's one of those expressions through uh, the drum that I think just really resonated that whole night. 100% 100% agree with you. And I, and I like that phrase, mood director. I <laughs> I think I might <laughs> I might need to pay you a royalty and adopt that title immediately. Mood director. <laughs> man, you can have it, brother. You can have it, man. Oh my god, you you bring a lot of positive energy to people, so you know, you 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 can you can hold that title on your own. Wonderful. Well, thank you. So, so peeling in or sort of diving a little bit into the music industry in itself. So, if I recall, I've, I've seen you post some stuff around uh, maybe streams and such. And how does an how does a a musician nowadays um, in the world of the you know social media, the internet, SoundCloud, all these different streaming platforms? How does a musician such as yourself put their content out there and sort of make a living? Would you do you have any advice or tips for somebody that's an up and coming musician or or been doing this for a while that could could benefit from some things that you've learned? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that, um, you know, one of the easiest things to do nowadays, you know, you have home studios are very popular, Pro Tools rigs, you know, you can get those pretty affordable for your starter rigs. But I think if you are a songwriter, producer, singer, musician that's looking to get your stuff out there, I think uh, one of those platforms is iTunes. It's universal, global, everywhere. SoundCloud is another great one. But to sell... Um, you know, getting in on iTunes, Tidal, some of those platforms will get you to get to all those other streaming uh, venues. And, you know, from there, it's just a matter of promotion and marketing. You know, I always say that you have to be a great musician to articulate your skill and the essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be an equally as great business person because you can be you know, the best talent, but no one in the world knows you. Right. Right. And so you have to balance it. It's, it's a constant struggle. Am I wearing my, my business hat or am I wearing my musician hat? And so you have to find that balance or as uh, a mentor of mine told me, it's really measured because what is, what is the true definition of balance? Right. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it is easy once you start getting your music out there, mm-hmm. but you do have to be cognizant and hyper-focused on really how you are going to drive traffic because at the end of the day, that's all it's about. It's about getting people to understand what it is you offer, what value proposition do you give to these people. Yeah. yeah, you make a great point about um, you know not only being the creative as a musician, but being um, having that business acumen, right? I often think about Jay Z. I think there was uh, a lyric that he had where he said something to the effect, "I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman." And he yeah. was, you remember that line? And he was really speaking to the fact that uh, he's he's a brand in himself and a business. And I think recently he joined the Billionaires Club, which is phenomenal, right? Because I saw that this yeah, morning. That's great news. That's fantastic because he, you know, he figured out how to take his music, you know, build some wealth, but then take that diversified in other brands. And then, you know, the reality is, is he's also serving as a as an example for others that are looking 
to him for some clues on on how to do it right and so uh just as uh, you and i as we put stuff out there people are looking for clues right and so i love the fact that uh you know, you have those experiences, you share those experiences. And um, I find that to be true of a lot of entrepreneurs, regardless of the industry, they're always very helpful. Yeah, no. And I think like one of the things that has really helped me uh, in this business has been to uh, continually being a student of my craft and of the industry, but also uh, pushing myself out of my norm. And I think that, you know, in all that we, each of us do, you know, you don't, you don't find growth in your comfort, right? And right. you have to push, continually push yourself uh, in those unknown areas so you can learn different ways, different techniques and, and fuse it into what you are great at. And so that's what I love about music. It's, it just, it's ultimate creativity and it's ultimate expression. And at the end of the day, everyone wants to be understood. And as a musician, um, when I'm able to help people understand me and where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. and it feels like I know them and they know me, that's what I walk away with at the end of the day. It's like we both understand each other and we're both smiling at the end of the night. And that it's, it's love. It's love brings us all together. Absolutely. So now I want to move on to a couple other topics um, that, again, I've been paying attention to with you specifically. And the second one is dealing around with like this personal growth and fitness. I find you to somebody that to be very, obviously, very caring, very energetic, very uh, action oriented, um, you know, making the most out of your day. I mean, I, I think you embody the, uh, the, the YOLO. You only live once you're out there doing it and getting it. Um, I'm trying to keep up with you, man. <laughs> well, you, you see, it, for me, it's the Americano that feels, <laughs> this is all yeah. synthetic. No, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I wish I could get into coffee. I drink no coffee. Don't do any, I just, that's it i love it hey good for you good for you uh you know hey (laughs) whatever our advice is um but in any case you know what is what was the the driver for you where did you get all this passion i mean was there some 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 individuals in your family did you look to others i mean where where does this where does this come from this this upbeat positive um you know demeanor that you have well, I came from really great parents that uh, were a great source of inspiration, not just for our, our family directly, but also for the community. Um, you know, my mother was um, a big advocate, uh, you know, within the state of California. My father uh, was a, a pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. And so I constantly saw them, you know, growing up, really pouring into other people not just on a spiritual level, but even on a personal level, really encouraging them on a day-to-day basis. So I would like to say that, you know, some of them rubbed off on me. I'm just not standing in front of a big church. I see. <laughs> so uh, for me, you know, I think how it translates as an adult, you know, for me, I'm, I'm always, as they say, find a need and fill it. Um, and while there are many organizations that go out and do great things, you know, mm-hmm. people always say, well, you know, the problem is bigger than bigger than uh, one person, which is partially right. But the thing is, is we can all do something. And I always tell myself every day when I go out, what can I do to add value to someone's life? Even if it's on a small scale or if mm-hmm. it's on a big scale, but what is it that I can do? And what I found and what I chose to do is we chose to give back 
every Wednesday we feed about 150 to 300 people. It's not paid for by anybody. We, we fund it on ourselves. So me and a group of other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. get together every Wednesday. We, uh, feed these people, which are the homeless in downtown San Diego area. Um, you know, it's been, we've been doing it for the past eight years and it's really been, um, an eye opening experience. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people are, you know, happy about it. Some people ask, why do you do it? And, and I often tell people that, you know, one of the motivating factors outside of the need being there mm-hmm. um, is my dad told me a story when he grew up, his parents died young. Um, he, he was, he, he was poor and he had to beg people for food. He, he told me about a story where he had to knock on his neighbor's door, uh, you know, for bread and, and mm-hmm. just basic essentials. And it resonated with me as a, as an adult because I see so many kids that are out there on the street with their parents. Right. And that's a motivating thing for me. You know, I don't feel that I'm crippling them. I feel that I'm encouraging them that there is something better mm-hmm. outside of what we're providing. There is some, there are better resources which are inside of you and not the resources of the government, right? And so I, I look at it just as I inspire people through social media and music. I look at it as a, as a pathway to getting inside their mind and heart so that they will want more for themselves. And, and that's through food and encouragement and other resources that we provide for them. Wow. I, I applaud what you do. And again, I've, I've seen you uh, share this on social media time and time again, and it always serves as a constant reminder, even for myself, and I'm sure for those that follow you as well. And it's through those stories that you share, you're inspiring people to move in that direction and find ways that they can add value to. And I, I just think you're doing a great job on that front. As you share this story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As you share this story uh, about your work in San Diego over the last eight years, I'm I sort of rem, rem, I was reminded of a, a situation I saw one time in downtown where I was uh, I was it was the evening time I was rock, walking around the downtown with a few friends and I I noticed a group of people and I don't know if this is your organization maybe it is maybe you know them but I recall mm-hmm. seeing some people um, carrying or towing some of those red uh, rider wagons the red wagon. Mm-hmm. And inside right. the wagon, they had uh, these big Gatorade sort of pitchers, if you will, uh, the ones that you see in the Super Bowl, and they're dumping them over people. And they had hot water in there. And then mm-hmm. so one wagon had hot water. The other wagon had um, some like cup of noodles and stuff. And they were going around and essentially providing um, hot cup of noodles for people that were homeless on the streets. Yeah, no, that that's not, it wasn't necessarily our organization, but, you know, there there's so many great, so many great organizations out here and, and, you know, the beautiful thing, one thing that we do do on Thanksgiving day is we will have barbers come down. We will have estheticians come down mm-hmm. and we will just really just try to, you know, pour into some of these people who are a little down and out and really help them feel good for these holiday times. And so, you know, it's really great because, you know, my brother, Ali, he does a lot of great work in downtown yep. Uh, LA during the holidays. And, you know, again, I only like to associate with people who are really just, you know, trying to give back to others because at the end of the day, there's enough people in the world who are self-absorbed, but let's, let's join forces with people who are about giving. And, and my father always tells me this, Eric, he says, son, I've never known a giver to be broke. And wow. when you're constantly pouring it to other people and giving back, 
you always find it that you have exactly what you need. That is well said. And mind you, I said exactly what you need. I didn't say exactly what you want, exactly what you need. And so at the end of the day, we're always going to have the things that we need mm-hmm. if we focus in on trying to help other people get what they need. Absolutely. I, I, you're, I'm, as I'm listening to you uh, to share this story, and especially with your parents, I'm just reminded about my own environment. And uh, it's the, the same type of stuff that I saw, you know, which was just this unconditional love, give more than you take in life. And, yeah. um, I'm I just real quick reminded of a story. My I, coming, I used to live in Northern California and I remember specifically mm-hmm. with my grandpa, we would, um, I'd always want to go with him. We he went shopping and, you know, we don't come from a lot of money either. And, um, we had, we would go to Kmart. That's where my grandpa liked to do some of his shopping. And so I always remember mm-hmm. that every time inside this particular Kmart, there was like a substation type of place. And so he'd always order, we'd check out and he'd order a few sandwiches. And I always remember we'd walk out every single trip and inevitably there'd be somebody that was homeless outside of the, uh, outside the building. He'd walk up and give them that meal and uh, maybe, you know, some money or whatever and say, you know, here, here's some food. And it, it was just, and when you're young, you don't always see it. You know, and sometimes that stuff looks a little scary. Like, who are we? Who is this person? They don't look, you know, and and you just don't understand it as a child. But it was through um, that example. And then, of course, my my parents as well. And little things like that, that over time, you start to come to appreciate the importance of giving and just simply the importance of paying attention. There's so many people out there that just don't feel like they're they're seen or heard. Um, I often walk into centers and even somebody that's just sort of cleaning the center, I will make it a point to walk up to them and say hello and ask their name. And because, you know, how many people are actually, you know, talking to them, they might feel like they're not even uh, important. Right. And so those little things like you pointed out are extremely important and we can do this every single day. So I have just applaud and appreciate the fact that you're out there as a champion and doing this because I assure you people are paying attention. I'm one of them <laughs> and they're, they're hopefully, you know, emulating some of that behavior on their own. Hey, we're here to inspire one another and um, it's not just one person's efforts, but it's all of our efforts as a team. And um, the beauty of it is, is this unites all of us. I mean, look at us now. Uh, you know, you sent me a message through social media and said, hey, let's let's talk. I haven't seen you since the thing. And I, I, I love all the positive stuff that you're doing out there in the community through marketing and stuff like that. And I was like, man, let's make it happen. Um, and, and now we're on the phone, uh, you know, together talking on your podcast. So it's beautiful. Absolutely. Well, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. No problem, no so, problem. So before we move into sort of the last set of questions here, um, how can people get involved in your charitable work um, in San Diego? So I, I really try to make it easy for people. We, we, we don't ask for money, um, you know, but we, we do like it for people to get involved, come down. Uh, and help us feed in line. So typically I tell people we feed on 15th and Island in downtown San Diego. It's a beautiful time. We have people from LA, Orange County and local that come up to, uh, to help from time to time. Um, you know, and so the beauty of it is, is all you need to do is just come up maybe 15 minutes before 6.30. So around 6.15. Okay. And we will kind of direct you know, you or other people who are interested in participating 
and kind of give you a role for that evening. And we feed for an hour. Everything is real organized. We have security out there. So if anyone gets out of, out of line, it's completely safe. Again, we've been doing it for the past eight years, and it's been a beautiful experience of uh, sharing and giving. Well, you have my commitment. I'm going to make um, a, a trip down there. I definitely want to uh, come experience this and get involved and, uh, and assist in this in some ways. So you have my my spoken word here that I, I will get involved uh, for oh, sure. Oh, no, I know you're good for it. So you are welcome anytime. And like I said, uh, you know, it, it, you will, it, it, it will be eye-opening, but mm-hmm. more importantly, you're going to be so motivated to continue your success so that you can continue giving back. And that's the beauty. It's that, it's that inner fire that's like, man, what else can I do to help somebody? Exactly. I love it. I love this. Okay, so moving on to sort of the last set of questions here, and these are a little bit random, but I'm going to sort of move through them, and uh, we'll see what you give us. So the first question is, what is your favorite book and why? What is my favorite book? You know, I'm gonna I'm going to have to take it off a spiritual side I would say uh, the Bible is my favorite book and the reason why I say that is you know B-I-B-L-A stands for basic instructions before leaving earth and there are a lot of inspiration or inspirational quotes that Mm -hmm. I think that are wrapped around uh, in the Bible that are applicable in today's time and so for me um, I would say that that is one constant that has always been a pillar in my life that, you know, I draw strength from so that I can, you know, speak and articulate and really care for the people that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Second question, and, and I know you're doing this all the time, but maybe you can get a little bit more specific and unique here, but what is the last random act of kindness that you did and how did it make you feel? Um, I would say the last act of kindness I did was uh, probably, I guess, giving someone a giving someone a job referral. Um, you know, they were going for a government job, and and they really needed, you know, someone that was in the community that had, you know, had a good reputation that could really uh, vouch uh, for their character. Um, so, you know, again, kindness is, kindness can, you know, translate to many, many different things, but, um, you know, that's, you know, something, and again, we're feeding every Wednesday. Um, another thing I didn't really talk about is, um, you know, we're very involved with, um, you know, helping cancer patients as well, being that my father is dealing with terminal cancer. And so a lot of what we do outside of feeding the homeless is we select, uh, different people, and it's all like quietly, you know, a referral based. Mm-hmm. And different people who are dealing with chemotherapy, um, you know, they're going through this tough time, right? And so, a lot of times, I find that you know, people who are dealing with this, their families are affected. So, one thing that I did, I found out that there was this gentleman that was his wife was dealing with uh, cancer. So, what I did was I told him to meet me up at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I paid for him to have a spa day so he can relax, go home rejuvenated so he can help his wife uh, uh, further. And so that, that was, uh, you know, something that, that we did. And I just received a text message saying, you know, he was, you know, 
grateful for the experience. And it, it's funny, this guy was 60 something years old and he had never had a massage before. I didn't wow. know. That. You know, and he'll yeah, forever so, remember that and what you did for him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun, man. It's, it's, it, it's fun. It does, you know, giving back could be a smile, could be a hug, could be a word of encouragement, but it's, it's really fun. I love it. Okay. Now, two more questions. The next one is you can only visit one more country in the world. Which one would it be and why? Huh. One more country in the world. Um, you know, I would say, I would say that I would want to visit um, Israel uh, more for the, uh, the spiritual side of things and the historic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aspect of it and just, you know, really understanding the history of the country. I think that would be fascinating to me. That'd be an amazing trip for sure. Yeah, yeah. My father went, so, you know, I was like, you know, he just talked about how amazing it was. So it's definitely something that I have to put on my radar. Excellent. And last question, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is Herschel Drums, H-E-R-S-H-E-L-D-R-U-N-S. And um, on Facebook, uh, Herschel Abrams Music. So I definitely look forward to connecting with all of you guys and look forward to uh, reposting uh, this podcast as well. Eric, you've been great. And just, you know, like I said, a breath of fresh air as always through social media. And uh, it's just been a pleasure to uh, to get to know you and uh, be a part of what, everything you're doing. Thank you, Herschel. And the feeling is mutual. And I really appreciate your time and, um, you know, jumping on the call here today and having this conversation. And so thank you so much for for, uh, calling in today. Hey, thanks for having me, brother.